You're listening to Sharni Vision Podcast, a Punjabi lifestyle podcast where I spotlight a Punjabi living their aligned life. Sashri and welcome. I'm your host, Supreet Sohi, skin therapist and life coach. On Sharni Vision, I bring you a new guest each week to share their courageously aligned journey. My goal is to share their journeys and stories to awaken your inner lioness or lion to follow its soul's purpose. Let's join the conversation. I don't even know where to begin. I guess, where did you start? Because um, you're a pharmacist, correct? Yes. Yeah, so actually, I'm like professionally trained as a pharmacist and I work as a pharmacist on as my like day job but this is something that I had wanted to do for a long time because you know in especially in the east with like Indian medicine there's so many other aspects and so many ingredients out there that can really promote like a holistic lifestyle and that's something that so many desi kids experience growing up right like your mom is always giving you like healthy dud they have different concoctions for every different thing you're going through, whether it's like, oh, I have a stomach ache or I have a cold or whatever. So one of the things that really, I feel like inspired me was that in pharmacy school, I took a class on like the history of pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the past, pharmacy school used to be four years of plant medicine, like botany. So interesting. Um, a lot of the chemical compounds that you see in the real world today are actually copies of what you can find and create from plants. Now, another thing that I went through that really, I think, pushed um, Witch Doctor to kind of come to fruition is um, I went, I had alopecia when I was in school. I went through something extremely traumatic and it, I guess it like stressed me out and caused so much like anxiety and stress-related hair loss. And at the time, when I went to talk to my dermatologist about it, they kind of were like, oh, like this just may, you just might've had like an extreme reaction and this is an autoimmune response. And, you know, it could come back, like your hair could come back. It could come back silver or Mm. like it could never come back. Or, you know, this is how you might react all the time. So even if it comes back, the next time you're stressed out, the same thing could happen, right? So at that point, when I had exhausted so many of my options, I was just really defeated because it is very hard, um, I think, as like a 20-something-year-old girl to kind of feel like, oh, my God, like, not it's not that, um, you know, my hair sucks. I don't even have hair. Like, I'm losing so much hair where you can see my scalp, and it's it's traumatizing because I think it's so related to like sexuality and beauty for women. Yes. Yes, definitely. And even just health. Like I remember my mom didn't want me, like I was like, okay, I'm ready to shave my head because it will be better than like having patchiness. Right. Mm. And my Mm -hmm. mom was like, no, like people are going to think you're sick. And Mm. it's true. Like people relate like a good head of hair to being healthy. And so at that point, when I was like really ready to, it's like, all right, why don't we try some of the things that like I know from Ayurveda? Like, why are we, why are you just like allowing yourself to be defeated? Mm. So during that time, that's with the knowledge that I had from school and with some of the cultural heritage that I had through my mom, I was able to come up with an elixir that started working for me. And I don't know if it'll work for everyone. But it worked for me. And that was like the first product that I introduced through Witch Doctor. And it's been one of the most popular products that um, we have. So wow. I feel like it does help people. That's amazing. So your mom was your inspiration, basically, or motivating you to try something different. Yeah. And she was like, you know, you can't just you can't just give up on life. And I think I was at a point where I really thought, like, you know, that's it. Like, there's nothing else I can do. And Mm -hmm. I'm glad that she kind of pushed me because, you know, none of this would have happened. And I probably wouldn't have been hopeful. And I think people don't realize that, like, 
when you're like, you don't care about having a good hair day when you don't have hair. Like all Mm -hmm. you care about is like, I don't even care what it looks like. I don't even care if it's styled well. All I want is for it to be there and like how desperate you feel during like those moments. Yeah. And I experienced that like firsthand. It was horrible. Like, you know, your twenties is like your prime for a lot of people. Right. Like definitely. So how did like when you had alopecia, right. Do you still certainly have it or do you still use your, the, um, your product that you're mentioning? Yeah, I do use the um, Magic Mane hair elixir regularly, like probably weekly still. Um, Obviously, I've been told by the doctor that if I have a, the way she described it, she was like, you know, if you get older and you have a miscarriage or, you know, Mm -hmm. someone dies in your family or you have something else that really creates a lot of anxiety for you or a lot of stress for you, you could Mm -hmm. have this reaction again. Because um, this is like a portion of why mental health is also so important to me with this brand, because I feel like, you know, what happens for some people or in my case for um, stress induced alopecia, it's basically like your body knows something is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Your mind is what's wrong. You're so scared. You're so anxious. You're so uncomfortable. You're like freaking out. Nothing feels right. And your body knows that. And so your body tries to fight something, but there's nothing there to fight, right? Like, it's not like you have a disease. You just have an illness in your mind. And when your body doesn't have anything there for it to fight, it goes to the cells that turn over the fastest because it confuses them with being like a virus or something, Mm. some type of disease that's in you. But the fastest turning cells in our body are hair cells. Which wow. is why so many people lose hair when they're really stressed out because your body's like, oh my God, there's something wrong. I need to fight it. I need to fight it. Like it can't find anything. So it goes and attacks that. Yeah. And the only problem is it's, it's just all in your mind or it's like your mindset or whatever you're going through. Right. And so that's mm-hmm. like a mental health component. And that's why one of the ingredients I, that's in the magic main hair elixir is CBD. And I do feel that it promotes a sense of like calmness, which, you know, we know that it does that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was part of it. Like it helps you kind of de-stress a little too. Wow. That is so beautiful. Actually, how you like put that all together. You know, that that's how I tell my clients, you know, that hair is obviously one of the, you know, they come for me for laser, but then they come for, for this reason as well. They're like, I'm losing hair. Now, what do I do? You know, and it's definitely out of their control, usually out of, you know, the healthcare professionals, now they're looking for alternative things yeah. because it is mental health. It is actually mental health. Cause when you go to the doctor, they're just going to address the actual issue they see there. You yeah. know, they're not going to address all the underlining issue that actually cause that surface symptom to happen. Exactly. Right. So like the same thing with like, obviously some acne is hormonal, but some is stress related, right? Yes. So like your skin, your body, shows outwardly what you're feeling on the inside and yeah like obviously your body is trying to make you healthy and when your mental health is not um in a good place like you're it's gonna show and it's gonna manifest physically whether that's some people like gain weight some people lose weight some people lose their hair some people break out some people like you just can tell that they you know they don't have a glow on their face they're not they don't have like a light in their eyes. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, your outward appearance definitely is affected by how you feel on the inside. Yeah, definitely. So what do you actually put in your um, potion? So there's um, a range of ingredients and they can also all be found on the website, but you know, it's a mix of really nutrient rich products that are high in omega-3s, which we know are good for hair. They, there are also some exotic um, ingredients which are not really grown in the West and are super common in India or super common in the East, like gooseberry oil. There's also certain essential oils. And then, of course, there's CBD, which is like a homegrown concoction that I work on with actual CBD buds. Um, so really ensuring that everything has 
the right potency and that these oils are the right consistency for absorption has been part of how I used my pharmacy background and how I was able to like get things lab tested to ensure that certain things work. So one thing that I will say that a lot of people don't know is that my original product that I used back then was included ginger in it. And it does Interesting. ginger now because for some people, ginger actually causes hair loss. And so when I got my product like tested by a third party lab, that mm-hmm. was one of the things that they were like, Hey, just to, you know, the, um, like, you know, the lab director there wanted to talk to me about it. And he was like, just to let you know, like, we have seen people who like use ginger in their products when they're trying to get rid of like body hair. So Mm. it really depends like different people. And that's always going to be the case, right? Different people react to different things differently. Like for me, it helped. But that was one of the ingredients that I actually ended up removing because once I started researching a little bit more about it, I was like, hey, you know, 50-50 is a pretty big chance and I don't want to like hurt anybody, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, wanna, no, I don't want them using my product and then for some reason I react to ginger well, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And it actually causes hair loss, you know? Yeah, and like, so how often are they supposed to be using that? I mean, do they spray it in or do they massage it in? It's it's an uh it's an elixir um consistency so it's usually something that has to be shaken and massaged in the mm-hmm. really great thing about the product is that depending on your personal skin type mm-hmm. um I've had people say that they can massage it into their scalp in the winter and their hair doesn't look greasy and mm. it's fine because they have really dry skin and they're able to like keep it like that for like a day and kind of just use it as dandruff relief because it does have some anti-inflammatory ingredients as, as well. Um, there's other people who have really coarse hair and they use it as a styling product. And then there's people who say that they have really oily hair. So they use it as an oil treatment before showering. Like maybe they leave it in for an hour or five hours, you know, when they're having their own personal spa day or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a, I wouldn't, say that there's a specific amount of time that you should be using it it's whatever works for you obviously it would be very hard to put it in every single day and still have for me right like it would be very hard for me to just be walking around with like really oily hair every day or washing my hair every day like that's not good for you right yeah it really depends I think on your hair type and what your lifestyle requires. Like if you sit at home all day and you're working from home and nobody ever sees you, maybe you can be a little bit more diligent versus someone who has has to be out and about and present themselves looking clean and nice every day. Like they might not be able to use it, you know, even more than once a week. So it, I think mm. it really just depends. Well, I want to ask, well, actually, I want to go back to your mom. So did she know you were using CBD in your products? Like, how does she react? How did you introduce her to it? So, um, my mom, she knew that I did include CBD in it, but initially, I think that this is something that a lot of Indian parents are very uncomfortable with just because Mm -hmm. they always assume that they don't know enough. Yeah. They don't know enough and they think it's a drug, right? Mm -hmm. And what people know or what people have been mostly exposed to is that, you know, marijuana is a drug that you smoke. So that also like religiously has certain connotations. Mm -hmm. And um, initially she was, she was uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. But as I showed her like, oh, you know, we're not, I'm not using it as, you know, it's not a smoking product, which was a huge concern of hers. Like she didn't, that was not something she wanted me to be participating in or doing or anything like Mm -hmm. that um and used as like a tincture or in a tea or in foods and things like that I think she became open to it but also I really did have to explain like hey I know this looks like weed and I know it smells like weed but there's two components to weed and CBD has some of the really amazing benefits that THC doesn't and THC has, you know, the psychoactive component that everyone associates with being 
high with, right? Mm -hmm. But we can we can separate that and focus on the good. And I think over time she became like more accepting, and especially after she saw things changing for me and how much mm. you know my life was actually moving forward. Because I would say my alopecia lasted for at least well I have you know it takes a while to get growth and then when you get growth initially for me my my hair was sticking straight up because it wasn't long enough right so it was like a little boy cut Mm. in certain parts of my head um and I would say like overall it probably took about a year for it to start like laying flat again but I think she could see even within like six months that it was starting to come in. And um, after that, she, you know, was more open-minded about it. And that's so nice. I, I'll tell you a funny story. My mom, she, she knows I smoke and everything and how it's helped me as well. And same thing, she's now ex- open to it. And the other day she made this comment and I was like, you know, just gathering stuff. And she's like, to hide Dani. And I'm like, what did you say? She's like, and I'm like, what did you just say to me? Are we making high jokes right now? I was like, are you like, did you just do this? That's and so but it it is, and the, you know, it it is take it takes some time to understand. And you know, same thing like what you said with your mom. Like my mom saw I the way I took it as a medicine. And how it helps your mental health so much, you know? Yeah, and how it benefits you. Like, nobody, no matter what, nobody wants to see their, you know, child suffering, right? Yep. And whether that's something, like, in my situation, it was very, um, like, one of the reasons I got alopecia was because I couldn't share what happened to me. And mm. I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone about it. So it was something I was keeping inside. And it was just so much trauma for me was having nightmares all the time and things like that and I just you know yeah like I was I was suffering on the inside which started to present on the outside and all she could see was like oh you're suffering on the outside right but she still didn't want that to happen even though it might be like something that's superficial you don't want to see your kid going through that or feel like they're losing their confidence because you know my 20 year old daughter doesn't have hair yeah and then in your case like if it's if it's something that you're smoking for mental health, like your parents still, they, they want to see you thrive. Right. So even if they're not a hundred percent about something, if they, if they recognize that it's helping you, they, I think they kind of like change their tune a little bit. Yeah. And I think even, um, I don't want to say our generation, but I feel like overall people are becoming much more smarter in using it as well. Like, it's not like, the hippies or like the you know stereotype like let's get high you know I feel a lot of people are trying to understand it how do I use this CBD how do I you know how do you use this product um and things like that really educating themselves on this product because I know um when I reached out to you I got the wands and I was just so interested with all the different stuff you put in there like you had sage lavender I'm like what I'm gonna smoke with lavender like I wouldn't even know how that would feel or that was even possible um but you opening up that realm for not everybody but I mean like even the desi community but just opening it up and teaching oh absolutely I kind of feel like as more people become accepting of um like CBD or marijuana even they this is kind of like a a gateway to say like to herbalism because there's Mm. so much more out there like people don't know that hey you know if you use lavender in your food you can also smoke lavender and get some of the same effects like they don't I feel like there's such in especially in the United States there's not a big focus on holistic and plant medicine and as people get more comfortable with weed and marijuana and it becomes more mainstream with it becoming legal in the United States and dispensaries opening across the country, we're going to see people also take a bigger interest in other plant medicines, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've, I mean, I just giving that platform of learning, like I, for me, like, I, when you gave me those wands, I was very specific about how using them. And I feel like I used them for relaxing and that's Mm -hmm. 
that was for relaxing. And then, you know, you choose the strands you need for whatever you're experiencing, you know, um, and moving forward. It's just like taking medicine, getting educating yourself on what I need to do. Yep, um, exactly. But I feel... I feel like everybody just wants to go to, you know, Target and get a Tylenol for their headache. It's like, no, let's figure something else out. <laughs> you know, like, why do our medicine cabinets have to be filled with all these Duanyan, Golian that smell like crap? Yeah. And, and one thing that I am a big proponent of is why not both? You know, I am yeah. a pharmacist traditionally, and I'm not going to say that there's no place for biomedicine because obviously it has helped so many people. And there's so many people who really struggle in life and need their the west of course like whatever western medicine has created for them but in so many ways it's so polarizing that there's some people who are like oh herbalism all the way and i refuse to use anything else and then there's so many people who are like i don't believe in all that hippie stuff that you're doing and biomedicine and science can't be a culture that accepts both and use what Mm -hmm. benefits you in the moment right? If you, if you have poison ivy, like go to the doctor, right? But if you, and actually like on that sense, there's a big, there's a big notion that everything natural means that it's non-toxic or everything natural is perfect. (laughs) And I mean, marijuana, yeah, is great. Poison ivy, that's natural too. Like that's not so great. You know, you don't Mm -hmm. want that. (laughs) Um, So I really do think that we really, I would like to see our culture, whether it's the broader American culture or even our Disney culture, kind of start to accept that there is good and bad in everything, and you can pick and choose and do the best thing for yourself, and you don't have to be like one way or the other way. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That is so true. Now, did you get any kind of like backlash being in the Desi community and doing this? I I think so, especially with the I think floor wands. Um, the what? With the floor wands. Oh, okay. So I do think that there is, you know, th- I know that there's a lot of people who don't believe in smoking for health reasons or, you know, religious reasons or they just that's not something that they're interested in at all. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, and you know, you see that even with people who regularly use marijuana, there's a lot that won't smoke it, but will eat edibles and do other things because they just feel like the effects are so negative for them health wise. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think some of that does play into religion a little bit. Like some people do are very against it religiously. So Mm -hmm. I get a little bit of backlash. I did get people like asking me questions or people who I know are, you know, friends that support me in so many other ways but are not really interested in supporting this brand and I think it's because of that they're not like coming out and saying it but I'm pretty sure you know like they'll support me in everything else but not in this idea and I think it's because of their their own personal beliefs and that's fine um I took me a long time to be able to like openly say that this is something I'm interested in but I think uh, as time goes on, hopefully it becomes a little bit more normalized, in, especially in our Sikh community. Yeah, definitely. I totally feel you on that. I I mean, I wasn't really open about sharing my use until I really understood what I was actually using it for, too, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, I actually wanted to mention to you, so my mom just had knee surgery, and I exactly what you said so she got her oxycontin and everything percocet whatever and I was like go ahead you can take what you need right but I'm gonna get you some gummies too and first she's like nay 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 manny danny and I was like why not I just like I just don't want you getting addicted I just I but I want you to control your pain too yeah and of course because my nana when he had his knee surgery he had a lot of um like uh, appetite issues and going to the bathroom so using that in conjunction with her other medications during her knee surgery, I kid you not, this lady is like running. She goes to the gym every day now with me, and she's like, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I am so proud of you for using it like a message, like a medicine, you know, yep. and being open to it because, you know, it's about your health. She obviously she knew her body and she was willing to try it. 
And I think that's it is in exactly what you said. You know, she didn't want to smoke. And I've told her, I was like, why don't you just smoke with me, mom? And she's like, name Manny Hikarna. So I was like, will you do a gummy brownies? And she was like, we were literally having a discussion of like what she likes. She was like, no, I don't want this because it gets stuck in my teeth or I don't like it too sugary. So finding what you like and what works and, for you. Yeah, what works for you. And, and it's not like she's addicted because that's another thing. People think like, oh, I'm going to get addicted to it if I use it during this time. No, she's not addicted to it. She's just feeling good when she goes to therapy and she's able to work out, you know, and that's what it's for. I think the addiction factor is also a big reason why there's there is still a lot of hesitancy, especially with the older generation or people who are not well informed. But the thing is, anything can be addictive. Like, yeah, you know, food can be an addiction. You can use anything as a crutch if you're using it inappropriately. Right. Like people who who spend hours watching TV and let their life slip away from them or people who how is that different from like an alcoholic who becomes so dependent on alcohol that they can't go to work? Like Exactly. I really feel like it's about making sure that you are are appropriately approaching the vices that you have in life, whether that's food whether that's shopping like people have shopping addictions um there's a lot of people who are unable to control their spending so i really think there's a there's such a big stigma around like oh well weed is addictive cbd is probably addictive um well if you're smoking that's addictive if you're using gummies all the time that's addictive if you're trying to manage your pain like you can be addicted to tylenol too there's people Mm -hmm. who pop a tylenol every day and then you know have crazy liver issues down the line because of it so i really i really do think that notion um it exists definitely for the older community and i think that's just how it was always presented in the media and whatnot that like oh you get addicted to weed or even even if you're not physically addictive you're psychologically addictive and you just want to sit there and be like zoned out which is not always the case (laughs) No, it's actually helped me through depression and focus as an entrepreneur too, um, and de-stress. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you exactly what you just said. So I want to ask, where do you? Okay, where do you ship this? So nationwide, or I, where can we get these products then? Because now I'm like, I need to order something. <laughs> so everything can be found on, um, www thewitchdoctorrx.com. Mm-hmm. I also have an Instagram page where a lot of people place orders through that, which is thewitchdoctorrx. Um, I ship, I do ship in America and to Canada. There are a few states that are limited and I've had people reach out about that. And that's just because a lot of my products contain CBD. So I cannot ship them. Um, according- so what states are those? So, for example, I think, like, I'd have to pull up the list, but I think, like, Kansas, for example, doesn't allow any, um, like, any products to have any CBD oh. at all. There's there's definitely a few more. I, I would have to, like, pull up the list. It's okay. a handful. And then there's some states that have such tight controls that um, most states allow for zero point three percent THC but there are some that have even tighter controls than that and the reality is that it would just be too hard for most farms to produce something that that's that is that low so even though they've made it legal they've kind of still kept it illegal in a lot of ways Mm, interesting what is your goal with the business like are you going to be adding more products to it I am going to be adding more products. I'm, I've actually been working on products since the beginning of this year. And it's actually kind of taken a backseat a little bit because of some personal issues that I've been going through. But I am trying. I'm hoping to start getting a lot of this stuff out for the summer because, you know, it's been on the back burner for a little while. But um, my ultimate goal would actually be to have like a either like a coffee shop or a dispensary or a combination of the two and have a storefront and a flagship store that people can come in buy products and eventually if I can get into the 
actual marijuana market and have a place where you can come and try recipes and, you know, try different foods, utilize products that have CBD and kind of create a, like a wellness center in a way. But that's so beautiful. Very, very far from right now. Hey, you got to dream wild first, right? Yeah, I guess. I hope if, if that were to happen, it would be an absolute dream. I just, it's just such well, a- I would be there the minute you open. <laughs> Thank you. Supportive. Uh, I think like my parents and my siblings, my siblings have been super supportive. My parents were a little bit uncomfortable with some of the products that, um, you know, I introduced, but so far they've, they've come around eventually. So that's been helpful, you know, cause you don't want to, you don't let, it's not like a good feeling to feel like, oh, like my dad doesn't like what I'm doing or mm-hmm. my parents don't agree with me. And I think that once I started really explaining what I was doing and what my vision is and how I'm hoping to grow it, it really did like maybe give them a little bit sense of solace. But I know my dad in the beginning was like, I don't want you doing anything illegal. Like I want, I need you to like make sure, find a lawyer, make sure everything that you're doing is fine. Like this is not worth getting arrested over or getting an FDA um, charge over. So yeah, definitely. I, that's, uh, you know, it, of course you want your family to be supportive. I know my sister wasn't, uh, too open to the idea. I mean, she still isn't, um, but she still like entertains the idea, I guess. Um, my dad, on the other hand, he is, he's not as open okay, compared to my mom. Um, but it's funny the other a while ago, he had smelled something in my car. He's like, Latino cat, not to do it. Good deed of it to me. But to get of it. Yeah. Because, no, there is, even my dad was like, well, what happens if people think that like, you know, you send these floor wands out, how are they going to know whether it's yeah. or not? Right. Which is why I actually started including all the lab documents and like the mm. notice to the authorities in every order that gets sent. Interesting. Oh, okay. Well, you got to do some extra steps than even sending out a product then, huh? Hello? Hello? Sorry, I'm not sure if uh, it got cut off. No, we're good. Oh. I said you got to do some extra steps just to even send it out then, huh? Um, yeah, but I think I think it helps people to know what's in the products too. Yeah, I definitely like the list that you sent. Like, it was so interesting to know how many different ingredients and even the ingredients that you actually put in there. Yeah, definitely. I want to be transparent and I want people to know that, you know, a lot of times you'll read a label, whether it's a beauty product, whether it's a food product, you'll read a label and it's so hard to distinguish what things are. So I am really trying to be more transparent and kind of leave things in layman's terms and whatnot. I know for the hair elixir, there are, there were aspects that I had to put in um, scientific terms and that's just because of regulation labeling and whatnot. But in terms of floor wands, I've tried to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. And you're even doing candles um, with CBD. Yes, I am. And I actually need to make a new batch of those I haven't made them in a while I want to try that that just sounds smells good I love the (laughs) smell of it um but then what I mean so when you started your journey with this was marijuana CBD weed everything what is was it introduced to you before the alopecia or did you how did you know you wanted to use it in your products um, I think that I, I obviously was exposed to it before, um, alopecia, but you know, when I was younger, I actually was not, I was very anti-drug. I was very religious. So I know how people feel when they sometimes are not supportive of this type of thing, because mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't like, you know, 18, 20 year old me would not have been supportive of me now. 
And what really? Is it because you come from a very cultural family? Is that why? Yes. Or, and okay. I think I was very conservative about a lot of things. And I didn't, I had no exposure to anything when I was mm. a lot younger. Um, but eventually, I think as, because I was in pharmacy school and I was learning about so many drugs in general, including like, you know, a lot of hard drugs and where their history comes from and how at one point some of those were very helpful in the medical sector. Um, I started to become more open, especially to things that are more natural. Like, obviously Mm -hmm. not, like, I'm not interested in synthetic hard drugs. And I don't really feel like they have a place in wellness. Um, And that's why they are schedule one. And that's why the FDA does rule them as being, you know, not useful for any medical purpose. But I think once I started learning more in school, I also became more open to the idea that you can utilize the ingredients in plants to get a specific outcome. And I knew for CBD, it was like a big, for a lot of people, it's a stress reliever. It's helps with anxiety and things like that. And that's what I was feeling at that time with everything. So that was why it was something I wanted to try. And when it ended up working, it worked. Like then it became kind of a staple in, especially the hair elixir, because that was the first product. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. So like, I mean, you're introduced with it, even being like with the cultural background. And so what you said during pharmacy school, basically, right? And was there any other like psychedelics or any other herbs that interest you? Oh, I'm like, um, I have a huge interest in psilocybin. I actually spent a big portion of my time in pharmacy school um, working at McLean Hospital, which is America's like one of the best psychiatric hospitals in America. And I did mm-hmm. research on psilocybin, which are mushrooms and microdosing for depression. And I know that that's a big thing that's coming up in the market now. And it might be FDA approved in a few years. But I do think that it's a big sector that could help people with their mental health. And mental health in particular is such a difficult area because we do have drugs that work and we do have treatment options that can benefit people, but brain science is so new that Mm -hmm. we should be exploring everything. And I am open to other drugs that will help people because I, I think that this is, you know, we focus so much on our physical health, but we forget that mental health is a really big factor of that as well. Yeah, that is so true. I know a lot of people just focus on their body and forget their actual mental health. Yeah. And so, and you can like go to the gym all day long, but if you don't have the right, if, if you don't feel the right way on the inside, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And so what have you done? I mean, obviously your products, but what, how do you take care of yourself and mental health? Oh, I think mental health is something that for me, at least it's, it's a constant it's something that's I know is going to be a constant um, priority in my life because I think similarly to physical health, it's not something we're like, oh, you just, you know, run for a year and then you're done with running for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, oh, I resolved that one issue and now I'm done for the rest of my life. Um, no, if you're like an emotional person or if you are someone who's sensitive or you get affected by your surroundings or you know even if you never have before you never know when you will be and you never know when you should be like focusing and unpacking different things you go through and I think as time has gone on I've learned that prioritizing and making my mental health part of my regular wellness has been really important just like you focus on like physical health spiritual health mental health I think all of these things have to be consistently worked on, right? Like if you're going to work out three days a week, then maybe you should also take like a mental health break three times a week. So right. Do things that make you feel 
good. And that can be anything. That can be like literally just sitting outside and drinking a coffee or having some jaw or talking to someone that you really missed or whatever, whatever makes you feel good and makes you stop focusing on the things that make you feel bad. Yeah. And sometimes that's so difficult to even do. I mean, like I even schedule things like this in my Google calendar, just because I need a reminder. I needed to put it there so I don't end up doing something else. Cause even if you have like a whole chunk of time, you'll waste away either scrolling on Instagram or doing something stupid that was just a total waste of time when that time could have been of just relaxing and decompressing or whatever you want to do. And I think very similarly to physical health, if you don't take care of your mental health, your body is going to make you take care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, just like if you, you know, spend your whole life never taking care of your physical health, one day you're going to have you know, you're eating like everything you shouldn't be eating, your cholesterol's through the roof, you don't have any physical activity, you're gonna have heart disease or a heart attack or something. And your body is going to be like, hey, pay attention. The same thing happens with your mental health. If you just continue to ignore it and continue to move forward, acting like it doesn't matter, one day you're, you are going to be in a position where you cannot handle your life because of how bad you feel. And so I think Mm -hmm. these are things that we have to continually work on. Like, just like you get up and take a shower every day or, you know, brush your teeth every day or just approach life every day, you have to approach different aspects of your life and different aspects of your wellness. And if a product like a floor wand can help you, I would love that. I would love for it to help people because that's kind of, it has gotten me through depressive states as well, like you were saying. Yeah, and I love that you're using flower. Like I, I like to use that term as well because the whole marijuana or weed or cannabis, it just, I think, scares people. <laughs> and just using flower, you know, it's a flower wand. That's all. Yeah. That's so simple and easy. So what else do you do for self-care? You got to tell me that. You know I'm the self-care queen, so. Uh, what are your hobbies? What's your morning routine like or evening routine, actually? So I actually really enjoy reading. And I do think that for me, that is part of my self care, Um, just taking time away from screens and really getting lost in like, fiction or nonfiction and just learning about something new, being somebody else. Um, I also obviously have physical self care, which is like, skincare and taking time every evening to make sure that I, you know, spend time on just washing away the day and focusing on like making making sure that my skin is healthy or I feel like I'm a big I'm a big bath person I love taking baths and I feel like that was something as a kid you know um you live your whole life especially in a dissy household you either have like a bulky bath or something like that when you're a kid and then you switch over to showers and it wasn't until I got back into my late 20s where I started being like hey you know what I think it's important to just sit here and like feel this water and relax and not um be freaking out about like oh everything needs to be done for a purpose like I'm only hopping in the shower so I can go somewhere like you can use this element of water which we're so connected to as human beings in a different way and I mean obviously things like watching movies or just going out for a walk. Those are helpful too. I think. Do you read a book when you take a bath? I don't because I feel like I just would get it wet. <laughs> okay. I, I was, that's the reason why I don't do that either. <laughs> I was like, I want to, but I'm scared I'm going to drop it. <laughs> no, I feel like I, it's, I mean, I guess if you have like a little setup, maybe you could, but I, I just, if your hands are wet, then your book is getting wet. I don't know. It's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just like to enjoy my bath just in peace and silence. Maybe a little music. Yeah. And I agree. Some candles. Candles, flowers. Um, that's actually one of the products that I'm working on next is a are some bath products. <gasps> oh, my God. I was just thinking that. I was like, can you do that for me? Because I definitely need that. <laughs> They're actually like in the works and hopefully I'll be able to release them soon 
Oh I just my got God, my that's so exciting for it. So um, it, I, it was supposed to come out a few months ago, but you know, better late than never. Of course, of course. I mean, that's how you, you know, you have to, ex- you have to use your own products, you know, and that's how you create those products because oh, yeah. you love them so much, it's you know? Test- Sometimes I think people are not aware that it takes, it takes a long time because you have to test things. You have to get other people's mm. opinions. You have to um, have people give you feedback. You have to, t- um, for me, it's important to me to like make sure certain things are lab tested. So that I don't make any, you know, I don't cause unnecessary harm, like that ginger aspect. Like for me, it works, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't realize that so many people actually ginger is used in hair removal products. So it just depends on what type of hair you have. And I wouldn't have known that because it worked for me, right? So yeah, the process and you got- takes a while. Of course, you're like, yeah, you're creating something from scratch, testing. That's, wow, yeah. That And so are you going to be adding anything different, I guess? Are you going to stick to, like, wands, candles? Um, like, anything edible? Yes, yeah, so uh, there is, that's another thing that is in the works. And I do have, I actually have a few um, other I guess they see food bloggers that I am currently working with to see how they would incorporate certain ingredients. Ooh. So that's still in the works. I don't, that's not going to be coming out like ASAP because also with food products, there's way more Mm -hmm. regulations, but it is, it's being worked on. And you're not catering just to the Desi community. It, your product's pretty open and... No, no, I'm yeah. not, I'm not catering, yeah. catering to the Desi community, but I think that, you know, I'm Desi, so it's part of... It's hard to separate that aspect of my life from everything else. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and plus, this gives another opportunity to educate our community about this topic, Um and as things open up and as the world opens up to this, you know, people are going to be more curious and learning about this product and how they can use this. Um, and, and plus, it has so many different benefit, um, uses. Yes. And like, I do think that one of the reasons why I said that I was working with, like, desi curators and food bloggers is because, um, one, in Indian cooking, you're already using a lot of ingredients that are not used in the West at all, right? There's been this mm-hmm. whole surge of, like, um, haldi and everything, t- turmeric, but I kind of feel like, you know, it's hard to incorporate that into ingredients and a more Western palate. The other reason is that CBD has a strong taste. So there's not that many things that can mask it very well. Really? I mean, I think that you can, obviously you can make gummies and you can make Mm -hmm. brownies and you can make things like that, but I don't know how palatable it is for everybody out there. Like there's definitely going to be people who are like, I taste it and I don't like the taste. Mm. Whereas potentially if you're using really strong ingredients, other ingredients, you might be able to mask it a little bit better. I, I kind of feel like, you know, if you're, if you're having a sort of bland Western food in comparison to a very spicy or strong Eastern food, you might not notice it as much. What have you viewed it in? Um, have you cooked with it? For CBD, and- I've mostly just used it for teas and tinctures, which is another thing that I am working on as well um, with teas. I haven't really cooked that much with it, which is why I also wanted to reach out to people who are. Hello. Hey. Sorry. Could you hear me? No worries. Yeah, I can hear you. You said you're reaching out to who? Like people who are, you know, have a better command of food than I do. Oh, mm-hmm. Because. You know, I can't, I'm, 
I can cook, but I'm not like a recipe creator. Yeah. I know. That was something I wanted to do. I was like, mom, we should make some kyo with some CBD in it. Oh, yeah. That you can definitely do. I've done that before. You have done that before? Yep. And, and then, said, and then yeah. you can cook with it in other things. And so that's like, um, that's an amazing, amazing, amazing way to use it because it can go into so many things after that. But again, CBD in food is still pretty heavily regulated by the FDA and is not legal everywhere. So it was mm-hmm. a little bit harder to approach those things. And, you know, as these laws change, you're going to be able to, you'll see me doing a lot more and you'll probably see it in the greater society a lot more. Yeah, I cannot wait until that happens. Well, I'm so excited that I was able to chat you up with all this and I'm, of course, going to be using your products. And can you tell the audience, our listeners, where they can find your products once again? Oh, again, so... You guys can find it at www.thewitchdoctorrx.com or follow us on Instagram at thewitchdoctorrx. Yeah. And I've always be posting when I use your products and tagging you so they can always find you. I know. I always well, appreciate that. I love seeing things from my um, either supporters or clients or customers. Yeah, it's so, so nice to see you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Sharni Vision Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other lioness find the podcast. Stay connected with me on social media, on Instagram at Sharni Vision. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, you'll get notified of weekly episodes, affirmations, healthy lifestyle tips, vegan recipes, skincare product recommendations, and newly added Sharni Life's Monthly Book Club. I'll see you soon. Sashriya